Well, hey there, guys. I am Jeremy, and this is the Leadership Pour Over Podcast. And today we are talking about how you need to amend your relationships by dropping what? Your pride. Yes, your pride. Maybe that makes you feel quickly uncomfortable. We're glad it does because we want to help you leverage your skills and your gifts to lead and to empower what's most important in your life. And we actually believe that for 2021, the most important thing in your life is your relationship, whether it be with your spouse, whether it be with your employees, whether it be with your small group leaders, whether it be with a friend, a coworker, whatever. We want to help you empower your leaders to be everything they were meant to be. So let's do it. Can I, can I yeah. be a little upset with you, the fact that how these are staggered and what number five is and what I'm supposed to read off right now? Yeah, go for it. Unwilling <laughs> to ask you for mean help. You're, are you a two on the Enneagram and you don't like saying <laughs> this one? Is that what you're saying? Unwilling to ask for help. Um, I am the king of like... Giving help and I'm willing to ask for giving it. Giving yeah. help. Uh-huh. Doing Amen. something that you challenged me with last year, and I'm trying to get better at it, and in a healthy space I get there again, is what is yours to do? And when you work on a team... That's even more important because there'll be so many times that I'll be like, well, I got to make sure this gets done, this gets done. Well, is that even yours to do? And if it is yours to do, great. And if you need help with it, maybe ask someone instead of just being like, I can't believe I'm having to do this. But I never once asked for anyone to help me. One of the best ways to ask for help, and I failed this a lot in my relationship We're with We're both Sarah really at bad at this, actually. Sometimes. Yes. But one of the best ways to ask for help is to let something fail. Yeah. I've had to give this advice to my twin a lot who's in a, has often found himself in a space where he's just doing, 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 doing because he's the only one in that has the skill sets to do it, although he's overstretched and it's burning him out. I've had to say to him sometimes, I'm like, hey, yeah, I know you're the one who's good online and you're the one that's good at video and all that kind of stuff. But in your particular church dynamic, he's also a youth pastor. Jason, you're killing it, by the way. Yeah, you are killing it. Um, you, you have to stop and let things fail. This is what I mean. If you're frustrated with your spouse for not helping out, don't do it in a manipulative sense, but don't get mad when they don't help you when you do it. Oh, say that one more if time. You don't get mad if they don't help you when you went and did it. If you didn't ask your spouse to get to do laundry and you wanted them to do laundry, don't get mad at them that they didn't do what you didn't ask them to do. You just assumed. Communicate your expectations. Ask um, people to help so you. I put this in the podcast with Sarah. Um, at the end, or the one, our last podcast, or yeah, December 20th podcast, 21st, whatever that it was, where I talked about one of the things I learned from 2020 was that it's actually okay to ask for help mm. because I want to be the smart guy in the room too often. And one of the things that 2020 taught me is that I had to learn to ask for help at times when I'm not used in, in areas where I wasn't used to asking for help. And actually, interestingly enough, the areas where I asked for help is when my relationship blossomed. Mm. Our relationship, although we already had a great one before COVID, uh, having to lean into you to do TikTok. Naturally, if we're starting something new, I always start it new and then I release it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have absolutely no idea. Aaron, please. And like, you killed it. When I asked for help with something, it's amazing what happens because here's a big thing. So since our podcast is all about empowering leadership, empowering mm-hmm. relationships, Amen. if you want to empower your spouse to be the spouse you want them to be, if you want, here's a better way to put it. If you want to, I like this. Oh, ready for this. This is going to be good. If you want to empower your friend to be the person they wish they were, 
which by the way is often the case. They wish they were the person that you want them to be. They just don't know how. If you want to empower them to be that person, ask them for help. It's amazing. Because then you're giving them access to you. You're giving them access to an area. Actually, sometimes you need to ask for help where you're good. So you show them that you believe in them. Yeah. And sometimes people don't even, they won't speak up. Or they forget what they're good at. Or like, I'll give you an example. Really funny example. My washing machine broke yesterday. Mm -hmm. I am a two. My plan was to get a dolly, remove the old washing machine myself, Move the new one down there by myself and never ask for help. And your steep stairs down to your basement. My steep stairs that I slip so on all the time. You you fell with nothing in your hands How a couple of weeks ago. I, which time? Nothing in your hands. Which time? Let alone, I know, let alone with a washer, a so, heavy washer. Oh, my gosh. I'm about to do this. And so I I, I, I swallowed my pride and said, Katie, um, babe, I'm really going to need some help with this. Mm-hmm. And not only was she going to help me, she was overjoyed because – her dad collects pinball machines and on average would sell 15 to 20 like a year and would move them up and down mm-hmm. the basement stairs. And so she was a master. Yeah. She I'm probably knew about how balancing where to hold it, yep. how to exactly get the ratchet strap in this exact location. Because if you have it in this spot, it's going to slip on this type of, I was like, um, I would have done this by myself and probably would have been in the hospital and right. not ask for help because I didn't want to inconvenience you. But when I did, we had one of the most, like it was super fun yep. because I got to see her like, Oh, this is a skill I didn't know you had. Sarah made a great point to me this week. We were working on, um, actually even last night while I was playing tennis, she was working on a, a new app that we've downloaded. And I'll let you know more about it. It's called Sweepy. It's a very interesting name. But it's about how to be better at the chores. And Sarah oh, okay. is frustrated that she doesn't do more chores, to be honest. And it, I like the name of the app, Sweepy. personally. It's so weird, Sweepy. But anyways, she, so she did some of this work to help um, better. And like for some reason, it automatically assigned a few chores to me. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like dusting the fan was one of my chores for today. I'm like, Ugh. so anyways, nonetheless, so she is working. She was working on this last night and she had made a statement earlier in the week leading into this app that she was like found and was trying to improve our communication stuff on. And she goes, but Jeremy, like you're excellent at cleaning the house. You keep it clean. Cause you hate it. She goes, but I want to do it with you. What if we did it together? And we've, we've been intentional about trying to do things together. Um, I, for example, I'm, I can be a little bit too independent at times. And I could, as a three on the Enneagram, I overvalue efficiency. I overvalue uh, how like well things are done. And so sometimes it's just easier to do it myself. And uh-huh. Aaron, I know that you struggle with this as well. So uh, it's one of the reasons I don't ask for help. We were doing this puzzle that was on the table. We went to our friends, Daniel and Gwen Eccles. Shout out to them. They're amazing. And uh, we were at their he's house on New Year's Eve. as well. Yes, he's incredible. He and I are the ones got coffee addicted together actually years ago but anyways so uh, i'm at like their addiction house with friends <laughs> <laughs> right so we're at their house on new year's eve you know we're just we have the tv on to enjoy the awkward online or the video versions you know how weird it was to uh, look at times square with nobody okay, in it except for my, random my dad had it on channel dancing, 13 bouncing thing from planet it was so fitness awkward. it was super weird but we were on dick clark's we were on the other oh, yeah. one and uh-huh. we were on channel 13 and at nine seconds to the New Year, the guy is talking about the trash in the street. And I'm like, can we just count down from 10? Like, that's the only Nine, reason I'm here. Eight, and he's yeah. like, and it was like six seconds. And he was like, six. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. So we're watching all this. And it's like, at this point, it's like 830, right? We just had some chicken wings and some chicken, li- wing, chicken, chicken wings. Wing. Okay, I'm just going to stop that. So anyways, we, we are uh, just playing around. And they had a they had just started this puzzle on the table. Mind you, it was not my puzzle. This was Gwen and Daniel's. And in Jeremy's mind, he wanted to accomplish one more thing in 2020. What was that? 
I wanted to finish this freaking puzzle that was just started. I mean, they had barely Wait, started this time. without context. I mean, I was a bad friend. I didn't ask context of that. I just said, yay, good for you. You texted me a picture of that puzzle, and I did not have any context. It wasn't my puzzle. It was Daniel and Gwen's, and she, she wanted to do a puzzle, which Gwen is also a three-wing four, just like me. And so she was, like, all excited about doing this puzzle. And her, she and I relate very much so on how we process the world and our motives. And so she's all excited about this puzzle. She was telling me about it. And next thing I know, I'm doing the puzzle. Her and Sarah are trying to work on New Year's resolution. Sarah wants me to play a game. I pause the puzzle to play the game. We finish the game. I immediately go back, which, by the way, I won the game. <clears throat> Just letting you guys know. Anyways. Seven reasons pride is killing you. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy wants so much too much. So I'm doing this puzzle, and I'm so independent on this puzzle. I want to do it all myself, which I'm not a big puzzle person at all because it takes too much work. It's too, much, it's too tedious for me. But I'm doing this puzzle, and Sarah finally goes, well, here, I'll just help you. It's more fun to do it together. And Sarah is really just saying, Jeremy, I want to do it together. She's asking for help. She's asking to help me. Not only was I unwilling to ask for help, I refused the help when it was offered. Sometimes that's a great mm. sign of pride in you. You don't need to do it yourself. You need to do it with the other person. It's a great way to amend a relationship. It's actually a great way to grow in your relationship is to invite other people too. I'm guilty of that too. I get that. All um, the time. Number six, what is it? Taking acts of love for granted. Taking their acts of love for you for granted. I, we, we talked about this a little bit with even our own work life. Like it's so easy to take for granted the small things. Um, there's a book that says, uh, major in the small, don't sweat oh. the small stuff yeah. because everything is small, mm. like major in it, literally major in the small things. Don't take for granted the small things because they actually might be the big things that really matter in your life. Mm. The other thing is uh, within this, I think one of the reasons like, I, I was, I want to ask the question, like why do we take for granted those whom, love on us. I think we take for granted their love for us when they're loving in their own way, but it doesn't always match the way in which we receive love. So uh, not that you should not help those you're in your life to love on you the way in which you need to be loved. Cause we all have different love languages. Uh, shout out to Gary Chapman and I his like book for five languages. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, this love me. But uh, so I, I love, I receive love differently than Sarah receives loves, right? And so it's easy for me to not see the ways in which she's loving on me because it's natural for us to love in the way in which we want to be loved. And it doesn't mean that Sarah isn't loving on me. She might just unintentionally be loving me in the way in which she wants me to love on her. So you, why you might take things for granted, there's many reasons, but it might be in that it's not that they aren't loving on you. It's just that you're not receiving that form. So start looking at, okay, what, how have they been loving on me? Take a step back, drop the pride, amend the relationship, grow the relationship by looking at the ways in which they are loving on you, even so if it's good. not the way in which you want to be. Number seven, take credit or we, no, we, we have pride in our lives when we are taking credit for all the success, taking so, credit oh. for all the success. This is true in business. Oh, you all know that so you have that. Hard. Everybody's had a leader probably over them, a boss that takes credit for their crap. And or their work, not crap. Oh, take credit for the crap. Take They take credit for the they successes. They don't take credit for the crap. They but they take credit for it. all the successes. That's I will hard. tell you this. The moment you take credit for all the successes, you also take credit for all the failures. Mm -hmm. And you were never meant to take credit for both of them. Mm -hmm. All of both of them. And so give credit where credit is due. opposite of empowerment. Exact, exact opposite. opposite. Mm -hmm. um, you, you, the best way to empower somebody is to give them the credit. Yeah. And, and, and publicly and loudly in front of everyone. Like... I want to add this really quick because I saw this on an Instagram thread yesterday. It was really interesting. Um, the best way to love on somebody is to do it privately and publicly. Oh, that's good. So 
if you want to, don't just do it. Like I know people who are great on Instagram or Facebook. Actually, you probably know a lot of people, and this might be you, who is really good at showing love on Facebook or Instagram to their spouses or their, to their employees or stuff, but they're the worst behind the closed doors. Mm. Do it both. Do it privately and publicly. Don't put publicly for your own enjoyment. Do it to show them love and, and grace and, and so stuff. Good. But you got to stop taking credit for all the success. A so, lens that I, I, I don't remember if you talking about this. In, in uh, September, I said this statement to me. I said this statement to you and me and you were talking about it is, if your first thought when someone comes up with a good idea is, dang, I wish I came up with that idea. Ooh, this is good. You probably have a t- problem with taking credit for success. Success. Yes. You probably have a pride issue. Or you wish it was always yours. Like I, like I sat in a meeting before and like someone says something great and I'm like, dang it. I wish I came up with that idea. Especially when you're like, and there's an unhealthy space and it's okay to sometimes like, okay, I want to become better at this. I need to make sure I'm brainstorming better. But if you're sitting there like, instead of praising what they just came up with, instead of saying, oh, that's good. That's great. How can I come alongside them to make that better? How can I come alongside you to encourage you in that? Yep. Instead, you're think, sitting there just sitting with the resentment like, dang it, I wish I would have said that. If Absolutely. I would have said that, I would look like you right now. One of the reasons why I think we Unless you're Apple. Credit. I wish I came up with Apple so Amen. I'd have billions of dollars. Yeah. One of, the reasons, <laughs> one of the reasons I think we take credit for the, for the successes that are not ours to take credit for is because we're putting our own needs above theirs. They, these all interlock in many ways. Um, so back to our fourth one where it says you won't – um, put your friend's needs above your own. Like you only are taking credit for what's not yours because you're insecure, because you're um, struggling and you are getting this false sense of security based upon their successes and you want to t- steal them because you feel insecure. So put the needs of other people above your own and you will find yourself not taking credit for things that you don't need to take credit for. Okay, so now what we want to do, so we just give you the seven reasons. Um, we'll put these in the show notes so that you can take notes, but we encourage you to do them, to write them down. I'll read them out really fast for you. And then we're going to talk about why we do this and then what you need to know. And then we're going to finish it up by giving you a few questions that we think you should go ponder that we believe will help you amend your relationships as you start off 2020 by dropping your pride, helping you empower your friends, your spouses, your leaders, your your employees, your small group leaders, whatever, to use their skills and gifts for what matters most. So here's the seven. You refuse to apologize um, by not taking responsibility. You think you're always right because you have an ego problem. You never or rarely get vulnerable and honest with how you feel. Or when you do, it's always at the worst time possible. You won't put your friend's needs above your own. Unwilling to ask for help. Taking your acts of, or taking their acts of love for you for granted. And you take credit for all the successes. So Aaron, let's just take a couple of minutes uh, briefly here. Why do we do this? First and foremost, I think we do this because we have a fear of losing control. So when we are insecure, pride takes over. And pride, I think, is so rooted in this, where we're in the space where we think we don't have control. And so we would jump into things like, oh, I need to take control. Uh, I'm not liking this. And so then I jump so into. Taking captive of control. Yeah, absolutely. Yours. And when we don't feel like we're in control in some way, it, often it leads into doom. I am not apologizing for that because then I'm like throwing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not in control anymore. Or I am not. Um, if I'm not right. If it's yes. Yes. You put all right. those seven or eight. Actually, there's eight because I don't forget. There's the, the first one we shared was uh, don't 
do a scorecard. Don't <laughs> don't create debt in the like, relationship. There might be twenty seven in there somewhere. So why do we do this? I think is one is because of fear of losing control, and number two, insecurity, and number three, uh, this is an interesting one, and I think we need to spend more time on this one than any other. We don't take, and this is for a marriage, but I think it's just true across the board. We don't take work home, and we don't take home to work. Elaborate on that. So this is something that I've learned from Patrick Lencioni. So this is not this is not a me thing, but I learned this from him in one of his books or podcasts. I'm not sure which one. Both are great. But by the way, there is not a difference between work and home. And let me explain. You only have one life. Yeah. You don't have a work life and a home life. You have one life. And the reason I know that is because you're if you're struggling at home, you're going to struggle at work. If you're struggling at work, you might struggle at home. Because at the end of the day, there's just one you. So be willing, this is the to the vulnerability thing, because we're unwilling to be vulnerable and honest, because we want to show off this sense of, of pride and, and control and power, and we have it all put together and all this stuff, uh, all again is coming from a pride issue or insecurity issue. We're unwilling to go to our spouse and say, I'm really struggling at work. I'm, re- you know, you get in this huge argument and you blow up and you don't realize why you did. You blew up because of actually something that happened at work, and you just—I'm sure you've done this, and you've had Katie do this to you. I know I've done this to Sarah. And I know Sarah, I've had Sarah do this to me. It's like, why are you being a jerk right now? And you're taking out all of your anger on your spouse when really it's a work problem. Sometimes, what do they, what do they say? The sometimes the people that we are closest to get the worst side of us and never the best because right. it's the only person Absolutely. we're safe with. Here's the thing: you are taking your work home. You are taking your home to work. You might as well be honest about it and start working through those things. So why do we break into these pride issues? It's because if when one of the two fails, let's say work's failing and home is not, you will over control home because you can when you can't work because oh, wow. it's pride. When you when home is failing and your relationship with your spouse or your parents, so if you're a student and you're listening to this podcast, you might be struggling at school. And when you're struggling at school, you will go home, and the moment your parent asks you about school, you blow up. So let me give you a quick story of this in my personal life. What? That's never happened to anyone yeah. before. Yeah. So when Sarah and I, this would have been about seven years ago now. Um, I, I'm not going to go into it right now, but I don't mind doing a podcast about this at some point. Uh, I had a really crappy junior and senior year of college. So much to the point that I almost got kicked out of school. Oof. I actually had to write a letter to get brought back in, and it's a long story. But um, I got very insecure about my education, although I was smart. It wasn't like I wasn't able to do, but I got very insecure. And I remember Sarah trying to help me. Um, and I would just start my first master's degree. This is in like 2013 or 14. I can't remember. Um, and she says, Hey, so how are you doing? I just want to help you out. And I saw her, she was looking over my shoulder. We were upstairs in our Plainfield house in our loft, like office space. She's looking over my shoulder and I'm like freaking out. I'm getting really insecure. And I looked at her, I was like, why are you looking over me? Do you not trust me? Do you not think I can do it? Well, she, all she wanted to do was help me. Because she knows that, or she knew at that time, I was trying to get back into it. I was coming from a, a turmoil two years at the end of my undergraduate, first undergraduate degree. And I'm trying to, you know, build confidence, but I wanted to do it on my own. I wanted to prove I could do it. And all she was trying to do was help us. She was so upset. So she said, I'm just trying to help you. When you have that attitude, almost always. When it's school go worse was after. out of control, who did it take it out on? Person you love most. The huh. person I love most. Actually, and the person who was willing to help me out the most. So just why are we doing this? Because you're not taking work home. 
there's appropriate ways to do this, but get over the fact that you don't take homework home. I am suggesting that one of the best ways to mend your relationships is to be honest when something's going bad at work so that you can be better at home. You don't take it on the person that you love the most or the reverse when things are going bad at home. You've got to be smart on what you share, but just be honest. You know what? I'm really sorry. I had a really bad day at home last night. Things happened in my personal life, and I just brought it to work with me. I just wanted you to know. Like, just be honest because people have grace. But when you don't give, more often than not, we don't give people space to give us grace because we're not honest with them. Somebody's not going to be able to give you grace if you're not honest with them about why you're acting the way you are. So if you want to mend a relationship that needs to be amended in 2021, drop the pride card and take Whatever is that struggle and bring it into relationship. So what is are the three things or, or more? I, I wrote down three things, but what are some things said, that we need to hear? What you said last thing was so good. It's a great transition point about you. That story with you and Sarah, because you wrote this down. Pride makes you weak and vulnerability makes you strong. Right out of the Bible. Let's go. It's almost like Pride makes you weak. Vulnerability makes you strong. That, what fits, is, that fits yeah. exactly in that story with you and Sarah. Because mm-hmm. if you would have just been... Right vulnerable at that moment explained what was going on you wouldn't have heard that because i was insecure I, w- I was just so afraid that i was going to fail again and i didn't want to upset her and i was like man there's so many funny different i wasn't failing but for some reason i was so insecure that she was just i was so insecure and i, w- I just threw it out on her but if you respond better mm-hmm. it's amazing when you hit your stride in the right area if we're talking about running right you hit your stride in the right area you're going to be boosted up Keep going. If you yep. have responded correctly in that moment, you probably would have been able to write that paper without all the insecurities you now gained from upsetting your wife now right. too. Absolutely. And so it's re- so stupid. And she was so afraid to help me out after that. Like then I was all on my own to do well in my school for the next year because I just threw down. And I remember we had a conversation in our living room where I had to sit there and go, I am so sorry, love. You were so right a year ago. I needed you. It was terrible. So number two, so pride makes, or number one makes you, pride makes you weak. Vulnerability makes you strong. Number two, confirmation bias. I'm really, really passionate about this one. Confirmation bias is when your friends are great, when they help you check, friends are only great when they help you check your ego at the door. Your friends shouldn't be impressed with your anger towards your relationships. Your friends should not be impressed that you're angry at work. What I mean by that is that if all you have is yes men and yes women around you, you're not going to be stretched. Actually, it just grows your pride. You need people around you who are going to put you in your place. You need... If you are going to all of your friends and they're like always backing you with how you're angry with your spouse, they're not helping you. Yeah. They're actually just making your pride. Yes. They're just feeding the monster in you. And so one of the things we need, you need to know is that confirmation bias is not what you're going for. So if you're always going in and you're manipulating every conversation and um, with your friends and they're making you feel better about it, that's not good. On another side of this, I see this often myself. It's like if I've gone to five different people angry about the same thing, then I have a problem because I'm trying to com- get confirmation that I'm right. And that's not good either. Which that's not good for relationships. It's not good for any relationship. And so obviously it's easy for us to talk about spouses. It's easy to talk about work, but like just in general, whatever relationship it is, if you're, um, if you can go to five friends and they all agree with you, well, it's because they didn't hear the other side of the story and they may still agree with you often, but at the end of the day, they're only agreeing with your current emotion. Of course, yeah, gotcha, buddy. Like, that's great and all. And you need that in your life. But confirmation bias is one of the worst things because it just drives the pride pill deeper into you. And number three, pride can keep us in a relationship. We promised you to give you a clarifier. Some of you are in relationships that are unhealthy, abusive relationships, and you need a way out. You need to get out. Here's a promise for you. It's okay. Pride actually might be the number one reason you're in a relationship 
that you shouldn't be in because you refuse to admit it has failed. That's good. So whether it's in a relationship that is with a significant other or it's a relationship at work, maybe you've been there too long. Maybe you just need to get out and it's destroying you and you're, it's destroying your relationships at home because work is so bad. You pride can keep you in a relationship because you refuse to admit it has failed. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you. Has it failed for too long and do you need to get out? Mm-hmm. I, I heard somebody say to me recently, they're giving me advice for a situation and they said, you know, Jeremy, I want you to know why I left my last job. I'm like, oh, okay, tell me. And their answer was this. It was so beautiful and so refreshing because it was so different. They said, Jeremy, I left because a year ago I said, man, I'm losing myself. I'm not better because of the last year at this job. And then they said, now a year later, I said, I'm even worse. And so two years in a row, they they self-identified that they were getting worse. Hmm. And they're like, it. When the moment I'm a better, I'm not a better spouse. The moment that work is making me a worse spouse, two years in a row, a worse mom or worse dad or a worse boss or a worse coworker. The moment that the working relationships are just constantly doing this to me, I knew it was over. Mm. I knew I needed to end it. Didn't matter how much I love the organization. Didn't matter how much I love my coworkers. Actually, didn't matter how deeply I connected with the purpose of the organization. The moment you lo- start losing yourself is the moment you got to get out. And it's okay. It's great actually to admit when a relationship is failing, don't, wow. don't just jump into admit That's and good. failing because you have commitment issues. Mm-hmm. But I am wanting to tell you it's okay to get out of a relationship. It actually can be really, really good. Okay. So we only have one, but we want to give you a few questions uh, about what we think you need to ask. So first and foremost, this comes from a book that's called wait, what it's an excellent book. Um, wait, why those kinds of questions, but here's one I want you to ask yourself. We gave you the list of seven to eight things that are pride uh, moments that give you proof that you have a pride in your relationships that you need to fix so that you can amend relationships. Here's the question I want to ask you first. Are you being honest with yourself right now? As you've heard us talk about this, as you and I, Aaron, have been open, listeners, are you being honest with yourself? Because the first thing you need to do truly to amend a relationship is to look within. We gave you seven to eight ways in which pride might be a problem for you identify those and then ask yourself, are you being honest with yourself? Cause you can't go and be honest with somebody else and see growth until you're honest with yourself first. So true. So good. What's a question that you might want us to our listeners and us today to consider as it pertains to empowering our relationships, empowering the person on the other side of our relationship to amend it. I, I would pick you off of that. I've just gotten to this place where I'm always, when it comes to relationships, when I'm feeling the tension, I'm asking myself why I'm feeling this way. Because a lot of times, so am I being my honest to myself? And now I'm saying, why? What, do I what's feel causing this? Yeah, because what is a lot the, of times I'll sit there and be cause? so mad at someone. I'm just like, oh my goodness, why would you act this way? Why would you do that thing? Right? What? And I'm sit back I'm like, oh my goodness, has nothing to do with them. It has to do with the fact that my dog is mm. sick, my washing machine broke, and my car broke down, and that's what I'm upset about. I'm not upset about this. Why am I feeling this way? Right. I, I, it, because people don't deserve now. Now, well, it's okay, but people don't don't deserve the riptide of your anger, of the riptide mm-hmm. of your emotions. Amen. And so, especially if you're an emotional person, and I I have a lot of emotions sometimes, um, and sometimes I put it within, so people don't even realize. Okay, what's really going on right now? Right. But I just ask myself, why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. What's going on eternally that is causing me to? Respond this way to someone I really care about, and a lot of, a lot of times for me, it, it comes it comes down to 
you know, full circle. It comes on my pride. Absolutely. So as a response to that question, I think there are two sub questions that we can end it with this. These, this is, we really hope this is helpful and that you can share with us some stories on Instagram this week about how you're amending It's a long podcast, but just pause it. Go get a water break. Go get a coffee break. Yeah. It's worthless. Write down to. these questions though. So first question we want you to ask um, is, am I being honest with myself? Wait, what? What's going on with here? That's mm-hmm. number two. Wait, what? A, why do I feel this way? What? And, and then here's the third and fourth questions that I think are, again, sub questions as a result of that second question. Wh- what do I need to apologize for? In order to amend your relationships, it's not all about them. It's not all their fault. So first and foremost, what is it that you need to apologize for? And then go do it, guys. Start the healing Uh process by you taking the leadership to apologize. And by asking those three questions, you're putting on the lens or the glasses Mm -hmm. of the seven reasons. Yes, absolutely. And then number four that goes with that, what do you need to say thank you to? Ooh. Because in order to truly amend the relationships, you've got That's to come with love. That's a killer for pride. That kills yeah. pride. Like if you want to kill pride, don't just look at the seven ways in which you have pride. Find a, a medicine, a pill, whatever, that's actually truly going to fix the pride issue. And number one is actually being grateful. Gratefulness mm-hmm. is a grass pride killer because you're only prideful because you're not grateful. So why are you grateful? What are some reasons that you have not recently shared on why you're grateful for them? Absolutely. Make a list. And do yourself and your relationship a favor and go tell them. By doing those four. Today. Oh, my goodness. Don't wait. So good. Tell them. Set up a time. Set it up so you can tell them why you're thankful. Because Mm -hmm. there are so many reasons why your relationships are struggling. But first and foremost, we believe that you can be an agent of change. We believe in you. We believe that your relationships can heal in 2021. In the name of Jesus, he wants to bring healing. And he wants to bring grace. And he wants to bring freedom. And where his truth is. Just truth will set you free, according to John chapter 8. Absolutely. So what are you going to do? Ask these four questions and act on them. One, wait, what? Why? What? Am I being honest with myself? Wait, what? 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 Why is this happening in my life? And then as a result of those two questions, are you being honest with yourself? Why is this happening? Why do I feel this way? Ask, what do I need to apologize for? And what am I grateful for? Start the conversation with them in mind. Well, guys, we love you. Uh, we hope this podcast helps you start off 2021 in the best way possible, amending the relationships. And again, why do we exist? To empower you to leverage your skill sets and your gifts for what matters most. And we believe that all starts with relationships. Well, guys, have a wonderful week. Um, it has been wonderful being with you. It is going to be a week that we believe has Jesus in it. Because Woo! you are amending your relationships with Jesus at front and center. Go empower, my friends. Woo-woo!